Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Fellow Falcoholics, what is up? Welcome to the Dirty Birds and Brews podcast. I am your host, Kevin Knight, at Falcoholic Kevin, here once again to bring you our final Falcons training camp preview. We've made it, folks. This will be the last episode before training camp week is officially here. We are less than five days out or so from training camp actually getting started on Wednesday. Uh, and I believe that that's when the veterans and rookies report. Maybe it's Tuesday, but either way, we're really close. Uh, you can almost taste it. I will be flying down to Atlanta early next week and we'll be there bright and early for the first practice and for the first entire week of practice. So I will be bringing you guys, of course, daily shows throughout uh, training camp as well. Super excited for that. On that note, before we get to today's episode where we will be talking about linebacker and special teams, I know uh, people might be slightly more interested than in linebacker, but we'll talk about returners too. Um, we'll talk about, you know, there's not really a lot of intrigue with the kicker, punter, all that. It's pretty much set, but returner, definitely some intrigue there. And of course, linebacker, definitely a lot to get to there. Before we officially start that off, I want to remind folks uh, with regards to training camp, we are still in the midst of our training camp fundraiser. If you want to help out with my airfare, with my travel expenses, uh, you can donate at the link in the show description. It's streamlabs.com slash thefalcoholic slash tip. We really appreciate all of you who have already donated so much. And make sure you leave a question or a comment with your donation, even if you do it offline, uh, so we can read it on our next show. Really appreciate everyone for donating to that. If you're interested in getting involved in the patron fantasy leagues, you need to join up with that here in the next couple weeks as we are reforming those now. Uh, the link to that is patreon.com slash Live. Of course, you get some other exclusive perks on there, including Q&A sessions and more. And I do want to remind folks about our special event that we just announced on Wednesday's Falcoholic Live. We will be hosting a live Falcons fan gathering and live show, tech permitting, at Sweetwater Brewing Company in Atlanta, on Friday, July 28th at 6 p.m., they'll be uh, offering 10% off food and drinks. If you haven't been before, it's a really cool place. Uh, lots of great local craft brews, and I've heard the food is really good. Every time I've been there, I've just had beers, but I've heard the food is excellent, so I'm excited to get to try that as well. Uh, I will be joined by at least Adnan Ikic, not saying that he's least, but Adnan will probably, well, will definitely be there. Well, we're trying to see if we can finagle some more alcoholic folks into coming as well. Uh, but we hope to see all of you guys there. There is a Facebook event for that. So if you're planning on coming, you can let us know there. Uh, if you don't mind sharing and, and publicizing and, and uh, all that, we'd appreciate it as well. Uh, we're looking forward to, to meeting you guys uh, and getting getting to hang out and hopefully do a live show if the tech cooperates. But you never know with that stuff. So don't want to promise too much. But we will be trying and, and we'll try to get some live Q&A and stuff like that going as well. Um, we'll just be hanging out. So it'll be a lot of fun. So we hope to see you guys there. Before we dive into the content today, I do want to bring you a message from our sponsor, betonline.ag, your number one source for all your betting needs. You can get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Now that the NFL season is getting closer and closer, maybe you're itching to bet on some preseason action. I... I would not recommend it, but it's available. Maybe you're interested in some NFL futures. I believe the Falcons are still plus 200 or so uh, to win the NFC South. So if you're feeling extra spicy, you want to get those bets in before the rest of the league catches up after all these positive press that's hopefully going to come out of training camp, you can do that right now on Bet Online. 
because they are your sports intel headquarters this season as they've got you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, folks, let's dive right in. Starting with the linebacker group, there are eight linebackers currently on the roster. This is a spot where I've said, you know, maybe maybe we'll see another veteran addition. We'll see, but I, I do think the Falcons, they seem to like this group. Uh, so it, it's entirely possible that they don't make any changes, at least not for a while. But right now... I've got two guys in the roster lock category, and neither one of them is going to surprise you. Uh, but I really think there's only two true roster locks in this group, um, which is probably the lowest number or, or maybe close to the lowest number of, of any position group so far. So uh, Caden Ellis got $7 million plus a year. He's going to be the unquestioned starter where he's going to be relied upon to be a big impact player. Um, love Caden Ellis. We'll talk about him here in a second. And Troy Anderson, the last year's second round pick. He's the other guy that I think is expected to be the starter next to Caden Ellis and play a major role this year, play almost all the snaps, as many snaps as he can handle, essentially. Um, so those two, I think, are the only guys that are actually 100% safe here. Um, Caden Ellis, we'll start with him. Honestly, I think maybe the the... One of the most underrated additions this offseason, I think Ellis is, you know, if he can replicate what he did last year, he's one of the top linebackers in the NFL. No, no question. I mean, I think he was eighth in PFF grade or something like that. Seven sacks uh, as a blitzer and, and pass rusher. And he is a former edge rusher, so he has a lot of experience doing that um and he played really well as a run defender and was better than average in coverage as well so there's not really a lot of limitations to his game he's really taken to off ball well after being converted from edge rusher early in his NFL career and the Falcons were able to take advantage of the Saints really not having the cap space to go out and sign these guys that are that were key parts of their team uh, in 2022 and and were able to scoop them up for what I think is a, a pretty good deal um at this point you know he, he's got to continue to play at that pace but I think he has an excellent chance to do so and I think he's a really really good player I think he'll be one of the the bigger surprises to people that haven't really been paying attention so far this offseason um I think Caden Ellis is going to be a, a big time player in the middle of that Falcons defense also you know he is experienced in Ryan Nielsen's defense so him being out there maybe he'll will wear the green dot to open the season He'll be able to to communicate the defense and help everybody get caught up to the scheme a lot faster because he has played in it for years. Uh, he and David Onyemata are coming over from that scheme. They'll be able to get everyone up to speed, and, and they already know what they're doing. So especially, you know, for your middle linebacker guy, you have to think that's going to help him hit the ground running in this defense and, and help everyone else, including Troy Anderson, get up to speed even faster as well. So he's a key player to this defense and, and one of the safest players on the roster, I would say. Uh, we also have Troy Anderson, second round pick from last year, who was, look, very, very raw coming in, right? This is a guy who'd only play linebacker for two years at, in his career at Montana State. He played quarterback and was all conference. Uh, he played running back and was all conference. And then they were like, hey, we need you to play linebacker. Can you do that? And he was like, yeah, sure. And was all conference. Uh like what I think he was defensive player of the year out there in, in his conference. So 
Troy Anderson is an incredible talent, you know, perfect 10 RAS at like several positions. He's really a unique player. Uh, and he doesn't really have any athletic limitations whatsoever. There's really no comp for him that I can think of. Uh, he, the sky is absolutely the limit for him. Really. It's just getting him into one position that you want him to play and helping to develop his instincts there. And, and clearly he's a guy that's a fast learner playing three positions in college. I mean, that's, and being so good at each of them. A lot of that has to do obviously with him just being better than everyone else in terms of his athleticism in the NFL. It's going to take more of the cerebral side of the game, but everything we've heard and everything we know about Troy Anderson is that he's a super hard worker, really smart player. He's going to get up to speed eventually. Is he ready for, for that right now? That's the big question. Like how much growth will there be from year one to year two? He did end up starting quite a bit towards the end of last season and it was very up and down. Um, some of it was quite ugly. And then there were those really flashy plays, the special teams, you know, save where he saved a return touchdown by chasing down a returner. Um, you know, Troy Anderson really is the wild card here. He could be the best player on this defense, or he could be a below average starter. Uh, and it, it's really hard to predict at this point. I tend to think that he's going to come in more on the above average end of the spectrum this season. I, I don't know that he's going to be reaching that ceiling this year. I think that's probably a year three thing for him. But if he can just take that step to being a consistently average to above average starter, that'll be enough because of the flashes that he shows. He'll he'll have those plus plays to, to counteract some of those weaker ones. And that's probably why he'll sort of probably come in more average. But he could, I think it's well within the realm of possibility that he has some really elite games this year and just has some also bad ones. Um, that's just sort of the nature of of playing, you know, that, that position and being so raw. But Troy Anderson, definitely one of the most interesting players on the entire roster. I'm, I'm really excited to see how he's developed this year. So let's move on to the roster competitors. And I just threw all the other six guys in here because honestly, I think they're all potentially competing for the roster. Um, and there's a lot of guys, a lot of names. So we'll, we'll get to, we'll dive in here quickly. Uh, Michael Walker, fourth round pick from 2020. So one of the last holdovers from the Dan Quint, the, the final Dan Quint, Thomas Dimitrov draft, uh, Dorian Etheridge, former UDFA, who was a preseason hero. I believe he had like 18 tackles in one preseason game and was a good special teamer. Uh, in 2021, got hurt last year, unfortunately, missed pretty much the entire season. Uh, we also have two special teams veterans, uh, and Andre Smith Jr. and Tay Davis, who have mostly played special teams in the NFL, have been pretty good at that. But, um, you know, in terms of their actual defense, haven't really played a lot of snaps on defense. Andre Smith has played more. He's more of a coverage specialist uh, and has struggled somewhat in run defense. Tay Davis, I think, is, is a little bit more well-rounded, just sort of averagey player. So it really depends on the flavor there. Both are good special teamers, though. And then we have uh, Nate Lamon, UDFA from last year, who ended up making the roster and, and playing, you know, decent amount of snaps by the time the year was out. And then the 2023 UDFA, Mike Jones Jr., uh, was more of that coverage-focused linebacker archetype as well who is also in the mix here, probably going to have to learn to play some special teams, and, and, and that's where he's going to have to make his mark. But you look at this group, one player obviously stands out the most, and that's Michael Walker. Is he going to stick on the roster? Did he really lose faith with the coaching staff? Obviously, Dean Pease exits. Frank Bush, the linebackers coach, one of the holdovers that is still here. So did he lose faith with Frank Bush, or did he lose faith with Dean Pease? I don't know. Um, but in terms of guys that are actually proven on this roster Michael Walker is by far the most proven 
in in a lot of ways he's very similar to he's he's more similar to Cade Nellis and Troy Anderson and probably a better fit in this scheme than he was in Dean P's defense. Uh, so I, I do think there's certainly a path for Michael Walker to be a contributor this year and to be the primary depth linebacker. We know he's a good guy. He's a good player in coverage. You know, the run defense needs to improve the consistency, but I think Michael Walker has the most experience. You know, he'll need to play special teams probably because he's not going to be an unquestioned starter. But I do think that he's probably got a pretty good chance at making the roster, assuming that Frank Bush isn't the one who soured on him and not Dean Pease. That's kind of a wild card in this whole equation. But I, I do think that Michael Walker's the most proven veteran linebacker that they have. Yes, they could save, I think, $2.7 million by cutting him. So if if these other guys are super impressive and Michael Walker's kind of meh, then maybe they do try to save that money. But I they don't really need it. That's the thing, guys. Like, they, they have enough cap space to be flexible and to basically make any moves that they want. And they could easily create a lot more with restructures. They haven't really had to dip into that at all. So there's not really any impetus for them to cut guys to save cap at this point. It's really more of a... If he's giving you 5% more than Dorian Etheridge, maybe at that point it's worth to, worth it to get the cap space. But, you know, uh, we'll have to see how that shakes out. Speaking of Dorian Etheridge, you know, Etheridge did end up missing last season with injury. I thought he was extremely promising uh, in his in the first preseason he played in 2021 where he was like the best player on the field. He's back now. He's been turning heads this offseason in OTAs and minicamp. It seems like he's back healthy and he's ready to go. So I do think he has a chance to surprise and, and be one of the guys that makes this roster. He's played a lot of special teams already for this team. And I think he has upside on offense, on, excuse me, on defense. If he has upside on offense, then he's, he's definitely making the team. But um, I do think Etheridge is definitely one to watch. Uh, Andre Smith Jr. and Tay Davis are, are sort of in a similar bucket, so we can talk about them together. Davis has a little bit of a longer career. Andre Smith Jr., a little bit younger, former, former seventh rounder. They're both special teams guys um, that have mostly played on special teams throughout their career. Andre Smith Jr. has played a fair amount on defense and had been sort of, like I said, good coverage player, not so good run defender. But if you're mostly playing special teams and you can do something really well, like coverage, then that's probably enough. Tay Davis, I think, has been a little bit more well-rounded, just hasn't played a lot of defensive snaps. But both have been pretty good special teams players throughout their career. And I think that fifth, if they keep five linebackers, that fifth linebacker is going to be a special teams guy, like specifically. So I think those two obviously have a really strong claim at that because they're veterans and they're experienced in playing special teams, which is what that spot's mostly about. It's really the fourth linebacker, I think, is half special teams, half defense. The fifth guy is like your special teams guy. Um, so we'll see if they keep if they do keep five. Um, we've talked a lot about how maybe you know Lorenzo Carter offers you some off ball flexibility. So maybe they go with four to, to mess with the roster math. We also talked about uh, on last week's or a couple yesterday, Wednesday, whatever show. Alcoholic Live with Daniel Flick. Check that out, by the way, if you haven't. That uh, potentially D'Angelo Malone could be in line for a Caden Ellis type of transition to sort of a hybrid off-ball edge rusher role. And that could also be a path for him to be the fifth linebacker if they go that route. Um, so that's another guy that could potentially be in this mix with like a sort of a position change, um, which only makes the math... Diff even more difficult for some of these guys to end up making it, but we'll see how that pans out. Uh, and Nate Landman, again, this is the guy that most recently made the roster. 
you know, I don't think he was exceptionally impressive in any way when he played last year, but he was a UDFA making, you know, some playing as a rookie. So he could be someone who grows as well. Um, and again, he was a really good college linebacker before he got hurt. So if he's continued to sort of get healthier, recover more from that injury, get more comfortable playing football again, then that's he, that's his path to the roster if he can prove himself there. And then Mike Jones Jr., I, I think he's got the toughest road. I wasn't overly impressed with his college tape. I do think he's got a lot of potential in coverage. He's a smaller linebacker. But I, I don't know that he's got a great chance of unseating anyone, uh, unseating a majority of the guys on this list. Like I think Michael Walker, Dorian Etheridge, and the two special teams guys are all sort of clearly above him in the pecking order. So... We'll see if he can impress and improve um, and, and you know, make his case. It's certainly within the realm of the reasonable that he could do so. Uh, but I think he's probably got the toughest path of any of these guys to, to make it. So in this group, I think you're, you're going to see two to three of these six competitors make it. I think Michael Walker, probably the safest bet. I would probably have the first three guys on this list as, as the ones I'll initially predict. And you could see my true predictions in my pre-camp uh, roster projection, which is going to be coming out on Monday. Um, so I think Michael Walker, Dorian Etheridge, and Andre Smith Jr. are probably the guys I lean towards here, but I think it's sort of a toss-up toss-up between Andre Smith and Tay Davis, and again, probably a toss-up between like Etheridge and Nate Lamon as well for that other spot. If they keep five, if they keep four, then it's anyone's guess. Do they go with the young guy in Etheridge? Do they go with more of that veteran special teams ace and Andre Smith or Tay Davis? That, that's really the question there. Um, moving on to the next group, we will get to special teams, uh, which is not never really, you know, heralded in these sorts of things because it's not always a a great competition. Sometimes you got kicker battles or punter battles or whatever. Most of the action here is going to be at returners. We won't spend too much time on this first group. And there's three clear roster locks on special teams, right? Young way coup, not going anywhere for a long time. Bradley pinion got extension. Uh, I, you know, PFF had him as one of the top five punters in the NFL last year. I don't think he's likely to go anywhere for a while either. And then we got a pleasant season from first time long snapper, Liam McCullough, who is uh, affectionately referred to as the Highlander by Aaron Freeman. Um, and I think all these guys are safe. They didn't really bring any competition in for any of them. Uh, they did bring in a fourth special teams guy in Matthew Trickett. And I know some people were like focusing on that. He got, you know, uh, two-year deal or whatever it's not important because it's not guaranteed they probably gave him some extra signing bonus or something like that uh over those two years to convince him to to sign here even though he's probably not going to make the team and he'll just be a guy that's going to kick in the preseason and and um you know take some reps off the plate of of coup and pinion i I believe he does have some experience at some point as a punter i'm not 100 percent sure on that but i think someone said that he does have that flexibility so i think he's a guy that's basically going to be here to, to be a camp leg um, and help see those other guys. But he he's a very strong candidate for the practice squad if they want to keep a backup guy uh, that's familiar with, with what they're doing uh, in the building. The more interesting battle here, I think, <clears throat> is at returner. And, you know, there's two groups here. Kick returner, which is going to be Cordero Patterson. Um, no real question there. Still one of the best returners in the NFL. He's going to probably take on that job full-time with Avery Williams missing the season. So the real question is that punt returner where Avery Williams was one of the best in the NFL last year, led the league in punt return average. And that's left kind of a hole here that the Falcons are going to have to fill. And right now it seems like there's 
sort of three main competitors for this spot, maybe four, maybe five, depending on who you ask. Um, I have five guys that I think will be like serious contenders here. Uh, Mike Hughes, the cornerback, one of the best college punters when he came out of the draft, hasn't honestly returned that many punts, interestingly. Um, Not really sure why. I think his numbers have been pretty decent there. I think the last season of him returning punts was his best. So uh, I think he certainly has the potential to to tap into that talent there. And I think he's probably the favorite for that reason. We also have Penny Hart, former Georgia State star. Shout out to the shout out to Georgia State. Go Panthers, right? Um, he's going to have a, a good opportunity as well to, to win that job. Uh, Josh Ali, the practice squad receiver, uh, who apparently has a great connection with Desmond Ritter from their time on the scout team. He's apparently in the mix at returner as well. We also have Scotty Miller, who's going to get some reps there. I don't know. I think Scotty Miller's more of a kick returner, so I don't know how experienced he is at returning punts, but apparently he's gotten some reps. And then I think Zay, Zay Malone, Xavier Malone, the UDFA, I think he will be the other guy that emerges as like a true contender for this uh, role throughout camp because he's got that electric speed and I think he's better at breaking tackles than he should be at his size. So I think by, by the time we get into camp, he will be a guy that emerges as one of the competitors there. Um, but I think really the top three are the guys that have to be considered the favorites. I mean, I love Zay Malone. He's sort of my sleeper roster guy at this point, but I think Mike Hughes is the favorite. And I think Penny Hart and Josh Ali are sort of behind him. But, you know, I, I think that if Hughes is the guy, I think that they're going to be looking to have a second returner on the roster, even if he's not a full-time returner. Um, so I think that there's a good path for Penny Hart or Josh Ali to make the roster as like the fifth receiver, even if Mike Hughes ends up winning the punt return job. Um, we'll see how that shakes out. You know, I think Hughes is the most experienced. I think he has the most talent there. But I do think Josh Ali is, is someone to monitor along with Penny Hart. And, and Zay Malone and, and Scotty Miller, I think he'll get some work there. I don't know how serious that aspect is. Like, is, is he going to get a lot of reps there if he's one of the team's, you know, primary receivers? I, I don't really know. So we'll have to see. But I think that's going to be one of the more fun battles to watch, like, in preseason because they're going to get a lot of opportunities. There's probably going to be a lot of punts <laughs> in the preseason. Um, so, you know, I think there'll be a lot of opportunities for, for these guys to get some reps. I think it'll be a fun one to monitor for sure. Um so yeah, there you have it, guys. Uh, linebacker and special teams, the final previews we're getting here on the Dirty Birds and Brews podcast. I appreciate you guys for tuning into this whole series. If you're just joining us now and you're trying to get set for training camp, uh, we've got all the positions already broken down. You can go back through the last two Falcoholic Lives. We focused on the training camp battles we're most interested in watching. We did uh, offense with Aaron Freeman last week, and then this week we did defense with Daniel Flick. Those are some great content. So if you're if you're itching for that training camp stuff uh, with camp starting here in just a few days, we've got you covered. You can go to the Falcoholics YouTube page. We've got a, uh, a playlist with all that stuff. You can just crank them all out uh, if you'd like. If you're listening to the podcast audio, uh, you can find them all on there as well. But speaking of, please do like and subscribe if you enjoyed today's episode. We really appreciate that. Leave a comment with who you think is going to win at linebacker or who your favorite is for the punt return battle on special teams uh we we love reading those and they help help out with the algorithm apparently so whatever uh if you're listening to podcast audio leave us that five star review really appreciate that uh you can check out our patreon patreon.com slash falcoholic live if you're interested in supporting our training camp fundraiser the link is in the show description streamlabs.com slash the falcoholic slash tip or you can hit up my venmo on twitter 
at Falcoholic Kevin. Uh, and yeah, we hope to see as many of you guys at the uh, Falcons fan gathering at Sweetwater Brewing on July 28th as possible. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I hope that the tech stuff will work for us to record and, and get some live Q&A stuff going. But uh, we're, we're looking forward to seeing you guys in person and getting down to, to Atlanta for training camp. So thanks so much, guys. Today's episode was brought to you by Bet Online. Have a great day, folks, and thanks for tuning in.